0: Hello and welcome to Legal Thinking with me, Liam Pep, and my colleague, as ever, Ed Wotton. Hello. Um, this week, uh, I'm going to basically pass it straight over to a member of our team, um, Sophie Angwin-Thorns, um, who's a senior associate in our clinical negligence team, um, who will be speaking about birth trauma. So without any further ado, let's roll tape.
1: So I'd like to welcome to the podcast, the wonderful Dr. Rebecca Moore, a perinatal psychiatrist and the founder of Make Birth Better. Welcome, Rebecca. We're here today today to talk about birth trauma, how to recognize um, you might be suffering from the effects of a traumatic birth and the practical support that's available to mothers. We're going to do a little um, whistle stop tour today of birth trauma and we're going to leave links to all the resources mentioned in the podcast. First of all, if I can ask you, Rebecca, if you kindly introduce yourself and explain a little about the work of Make Birth Better.
0: Yes, thank you. Um, so, as you said, I'm a consultant perinatal psychiatrist and have been working in perinatal psychiatry since 1999, long time ago. And uh, I set up my, uh, Make Birth Better with my co-founder, Emma Svanberg, in around 2017. And really, we are a collective of parents and professionals, and we're aiming to reduce trauma for people who are passing through the maternity system, but also for those that work within the maternity system as well. And we do that by campaigning, training, and we're involved in research as well. Thank you. That's great. Um, What I wanted to dive
1: into is that in the the postpartum chaos of looking after a newborn, it's so often difficult to recognise that you might have suffered a traumatic birth. As mothers, we often are focused on the new baby and our own mental and physical recovery falls down the list of priorities. So it'd be useful if you could explain what it might look like if you're suffering from the effects of a difficult or traumatic birth.
0: Yeah, of course. So I think we increasingly think about perinatal trauma. So sometimes people are traumatized by birth itself, but sometimes it might be something that's happened in their pregnancy or even postnatally as well. And what it really means is that you come away from that experience feeling that there was something about it that felt incredibly difficult, frightening, out of control, and that you perhaps felt very dismissed or silenced or powerless. And it can be, as I've said, one thing or perhaps multiple things that you experienced. And like you said, it's sometimes difficult amongst the kind of fog of new motherhood when you feel very tired and there's so much change to really... Begin to put together how you're feeling. But after a traumatic birth, you might feel a host of different symptoms, feelings, experiences. And so it's really, you know, about us trying to raise awareness of what they might be. We know that a huge amount of women and birthing people sadly are traumatized by some part of their perinatal experience. So this is happening to lots of people each year and partners as well. So typically, we look for kind of four different types of groups of symptoms. So that is either thinking about your birth continually, and that might be in the day, you might replay it in your dreams, it might be nightmares, or it might be that you just don't want to talk about it, can't think about it at all. Along with that, you might avoid anything that reminds you of your birth, so you don't want to have sex, you don't want to have another pregnancy, you don't want to hear anybody's pregnancy announcements, you don't want to talk about your birth, you don't want to go near the hospital, you drive a different route. And then along with that, you have this kind of sense of threat. So because something bad happened, often then after trauma, people will be left feeling they're on high alert because something else might happen. So you might be angry, jumpy. You might be checking on the baby a lot because you're worried that something might happen to the baby as well. And alongside that, you can get changes in your mood. Sometimes people feel very guilty, particularly with birth trauma. You know, often hear women say they feel they have failed or their body didn't birth well enough or they couldn't breastfeed well enough. So lots of guilt and shame. And what you're looking for is each person will have a mix of any of all of those symptoms going on. So you can see that that's, you know, really tough when you're also trying to be a new parent as well. Is Do do people find it hard to recognise that in
1: themselves because they're they're going through the, the, the chaos of it all and do you find that it takes a while for someone to go this might not be okay or does it take a, a loved one to maybe
0: point something out to them? I think it can be both. I think you know sometimes it takes us a while after giving birth to really tap into how we're feeling because like you said We're not sleeping we're tired there's lots of physical things going on and you know we are caring for the baby so it can take a while to think you know what actually i don't feel quite right and this is not how i would normally be feeling sometimes absolutely it might be a loved one who knows you best to say i've noticed that you know you seem really distressed about this but i think also sometimes we don't do very well as a society because we minimize what people have experienced we say well at least the baby's healthy or and really what that does is silence people and i think also sometimes women feel because perhaps there you know there isn't a lack of understanding for all about birth trauma they think well, that trauma just happens to soldiers or after war. And so I can't be experiencing the same thing. So there's all these different things kind of going on at once that can mean it takes a while for people to kind of really begin to think about how they are. Yeah. And I think, I think
1: um, it's quite often that you know, two people could possibly have the same birthing experience, but have completely different reactions to it. So I think it's quite easy to externally look at it and think, well, that they're fine. I should be fine. Or perhaps look at some yeah. else's birth that could be more medically complex and think, well, then, then, then perhaps why am I struggling? But that's not what it's about. It's about your own experience of feeling out of control.
0: Yeah, that's such a good point. So birth trauma or perinatal trauma is your felt subjective sense. It's not what happened medically. It's not what's on paper. So if you put 10 women in a room after birth trauma, one might have had a very quick unmedicated vaginal birth. One might have needed an emergency caesarean. One might have had a straightforward experience of birthing, but it was about the fact that the person looking after her made her feel dismissed or afraid or frightened. So all trauma in general and birth trauma is about each person's experience of it. It's what they find traumatic. It's not about what I as a doctor or anybody else on paper might say, but you had a vaginal birth. It doesn't matter. It's that person's sense of it yeah and like you, you said about sort of the societal pressures,
1: I think we perhaps all need to get better at not wearing these things as as badges, badges of honor um and I think there has there's often a comparison oh would well, you know didn't that go well for you, or you know we, we all need to just have our own experience and not perhaps comment too much on on other people's. I think there is that tendency to
0: to say well think, it would seem it went yeah. okay or Yeah, I think we all probably need to learn to listen more and offer our judgment less, Um, you know, because, and I think it's really hard for women because they might be part of an NCT group and, you know, five people have had what they consider to be a really good birth experience. And then it's very difficult then to say, well, you know what, actually, I don't really understand what happened, and I'm feeling really conflicted about it, and it's really troubling me. So, we definitely need to give space to hear all the stories of birth, really, because for most people, you know, they're not all good or all bad, they're messy and in the middle. Um, and we need to kind of listen to people when they're wanting to try to talk about their birth experience. We don't often allow people. Time to talk about that. Really,
1: that's great. So yeah, listen more, judge less. I definitely think that's that's the huge thing we can all do. Um, we've touched on this briefly, but we've talked about sort of birth trauma. But I wanted just to get your your input on the features of post traumatic stress disorder because you can have a traumatic, well, a traumatic birth and be suffering from birth trauma, but might not necessarily have PTSD. It doesn't mean if you don't have PTSD, you shouldn't perhaps get help or seek support for your traumatic birth. So can you
0: just explain
1: a little bit more about that distinction?
0: Yeah, of course. So that's really important because often I see birth trauma sort of somehow being used as a term that means it equals PTSD and and it doesn't. So if you think about the population at large so 30 to 40% of all women and birthing people will find some aspect of their perinatal journey traumatic so that's the big group of people that have felt something about it was subjectively traumatic but then only 3 to 8% will will go on to have a clinical PTSD And really what that means is that to have PTSD, we have a checklist and you have to check off all the symptoms, but you can still be traumatized. And and like you said, that still warrants care and attention and treatment because you know, you might have most of the symptoms of PTSD, but you just haven't reached the threshold for that formal diagnosis.
1: Okay, that's, that's really useful. Thank you. I suppose I wanted to move on now as to get your help on, you know, h- how you move forward from this, how you recover from your traumatic birth um, and sort of so what your advice is on that and potentially what t- potential treatment options are available to you?
0: Yeah. So the biggest and most difficult and most courageous thing is always to try to begin to voice what you're feeling. And we know that many women, sadly, don't ever do that because, you know, they feel ashamed or they feel worried that they'll be judged. So, trying to find somebody to begin that conversation with is, is the most important part, really. And that might be a healthcare professional like your GP or health visitor. It might be a friend. It might be your partner. It might be a peer support group like PANDAS or Make Birth Better or the Birth Trauma Association. So, it's about starting that conversation with somebody that you feel able to talk to. We have actually just collaborated with Pandas on a free downloadable, uh, I suppose you'd call it a worksheet that lists symptoms that you can kind of tick, and you can take it with you to your GP or health visitor. If you don't feel really you can say it yet, you can take it and show them and perhaps that begins a conversation. So that's the first step is just sort of starting to voice. I don't feel that something's quite right here. And then in terms of treatment, there are loads and loads of different treatments available, some within the NHS, some privately. Typically in the NHS, I suppose there's two or three uh, classical routes. So one is that you might be offered a debrief, so you can go back and speak to a midwife about your birth, look through your records, um, think about, you know, ask questions. Sometimes that can feel helpful, sometimes not. The evidence for that is not is not great as in terms of a treatment. It can sometimes feel helpful, but it's not actually treating your distress necessarily. For most people, then they would probably be offered therapy um, within NHS talking services. Every area has those, but waiting lists vary, and sometimes the wait can be way too long. And they would offer you trauma-focused treatment to, to properly assess for and treat your trauma. And then sometimes people might have medication or might prefer medication to a therapy route. Those are the main sources of treatment within the NHS. In terms of treating birth trauma, there are a host of other things that can be helpful. Exercise, movement, yoga, um, you know, physiotherapy, if you've had a birth injury, if you had a tear, or if you have urinary you know, incontinence, for example or perhaps couple therapy, or even there's a specialist type of therapy that you can do with your baby if you feel kind of disconnected from baby or that you're struggling to bond. So there's a whole host of things that can help. Sometimes it's going to be limited by what you can access. Um, But I, I think, you know, I feel really strongly that women should know All the choices that are out there, because I think sometimes part of the problem is we make systems so complicated to navigate that people often don't know where to start or where to look. Um, So we need to make it easier for people to find resources as well.
1: That's a great roundup. And I, I've, I've seen on your website, Make Birth Better, you've, you've got a great visual on there. I think it's a video yeah. of the NHS um, sort of treatment that might be available to someone. Because uh, I think it can be overwhelming, like where do you start and your life is already so busy. Um, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you think to the best starting point is speaking to someone a medical person or someone you trust as a good step to express that that's that's the, the best place to start and then and then you can take it from there
0: um yeah or all if you can't speak it write it so sometimes people find writing it down really helpful in a journal in a letter um, it can sometimes be very difficult to tell it and tell the whole story. So sometimes writing it down can be another way to start. Um, but then once you've done that, often that's a real relief for people just to begin to start that process of actually saying, I don't feel quite right. I think the other thing that we need to change is again, going bigger, um, you know, as a society, because I often speak to people and they're given a leaflet or they're given a phone number and that's brilliant, but I do feel really strongly that we can't always just expect women to source their own care when they're really struggling. So there's got to be something about the way we screen for and reach out to women and families as well, because I've spoken to so many people over the years who were like, I know where to go, I had the number, but I just couldn't. couldn't call so we can't always expect people you know we always hear about you know reach out and that is important but i also think we need to reach back a bit better as well yeah and i think you know that that comes into we've
1: we've we've spoken on on another podcast before about sort of the postnatal care and, and how you know i i have personal experience of you know not feeling supported at that six week gp check and those various points and it's it's not really a question that was put to me, so so then the ball is firmly put back in your court to get the to go well, find out where you can get the support and get it. So um, yeah, I imagine there's ma- many steps in your sort of postpartum journey where they could, or hopefully someone could perhaps more formally reach out and check that you're okay.
0: Um, Yeah, I'd I'd really love, I've been talking about this for years, forever, it seems, you know, for us to screen for trauma at sort of six, at the eight-month developmental check, say, or, you know, to really pick up on points where we're going to have contact and to really think about families. Of course, the baby is important, vitally important, but, you know, how is partner doing how is the family doing so i think we we have got these points where we could be screening better for trauma because trauma symptoms can sit there for years for people and they can delay having another pregnancy it can you know crop up again in a further pregnancy so i think we we do need to screen for things a bit more long term because often In some of the literature, we know that birth trauma symptoms actually peak later, at sort of six to twelve months postnatally. Um, So, could we screen for it within that time as well?
1: That's interesting. I I, I didn't know that. Um, Why? Why is that that they would peak slightly later? Is it because they're just you got all your hormones and you're feeding, or you know?
0: I mean, I think just my opinion from working with people is I think that initially people are quite numb and detached, and they're just a bit on autopilot. They know that something's happened that they can't quite put their finger on, but practically they have to look after the baby, get up, feed. They're just sort of carrying on. And then I think often it hits people a bit later. So then they start to have kind of nightmares or flashbacks or, you know, feel very triggered by certain situations. So I think it almost takes a little bit of time to unfold. Not always, but you know, for for a lot of people I think that does happen like that. And when you so you said that in clinic you see people that might have
1: suffered birth trauma years and years ago. So this is something that can affect someone, perhaps if they've not got treatment for many, many years. And have you seen people where it's prevented
0: them having like a bigger family further children? the impact they can have. Yeah I've seen people that have never had another pregnancy or have had um, another pregnancy but it's been incredibly difficult for them so often you know classically I suppose it would be women then wanting to have a planned caesarean birth to try to control it a lot more. Seen people you know present wanting to be sterilized because they just can't face having another pregnancy again. And I've seen people have terminations because the thought of being pregnant again has just felt too overwhelming. But also, you know, I would like to say that it's very treatable and people can do incredibly well, but we need, you know, they need to get to the right person in the right place. So, if people don't feel able to share or disclose, then they can have this sort of rumbling trauma that carries on and on for a very long time. Thank you. And so, if someone goes to, speak to their GP
1: and they think they might be a candidate for talking therapies and there's a long, and there's a long, long wait, um, and maybe access to private treatment is not a possibility for mm. them. Is there charities that sort of plug the gap there? Um, I know obviously Make Birth Better, they've got great resources um, and it may be that a support group
0: can help them in the meantime. So there are some lovely peer support groups online. So the Birth Trauma Association has a peer group. So there's definitely those can be incredibly helpful for people. It's people with lived experience that are perhaps further down the line of healing and recovery. So that can be really powerful to hear from somebody that, yes, you are, you know, things are going to get easier over time for you. Each area will vary, but yes, there are definitely low cost charities that provide support or counselling for free. Things like Petals, um, you know, they will they will sometimes have links with certain NHS trusts, but not all. Um, and they absolutely sometimes can plug that kind of gap while people are waiting on on a waiting list. Great, thank you. Um, I imagine those
1: peer support groups are invaluable and. I bet people share their experience that if they've had support and they've gone on to have another child, that perhaps that process has been quite healing for the original trauma in some circumstances i imagine and and having access to like you say people with lived experience must be or just people validating you must be must be a wonderful thing in a non judgmental environment
0: yeah. I think that kind of compassionate listening and validating and normalizing um, really helps reduce shame and stigma for people and sometimes helps reduce people from blaming themselves for what happened. And also, I think it's just really powerful when people sit together and share stories. You know, there's real value in that. And a lot of people, you know, talk about that as being one of the most healing things that happens for them. Yeah, and it's yeah that they've found
1: each other that they and they can get that support and speak to each other. I think that that's a wonderful thing. That you know, and people give up their they continue to give up their time to support other women or birthing people. I I think that's fantastic. So we will leave some links to um, some support groups um, in the podcast. We are also publishing a information leaflet um, about support that's available. So we will make all of those groups known to anyone that is not aware. Uh, I think that is a good roundup a good place to leave it because i think that gives a really good summary as to where to go for help what to do first of all um i mean if there's any last minute advice that you could give to someone that might be sitting here thinking am i in a good spot with this what you know how was my birth what would you say to them
0: i just say two very quick things so one is also like let's Not to forget that partners can also experience birth trauma and PTSD, and even grandparents, you know, that might have been in the room. So, think about the kind of ripple effect of trauma as well. I think go gently with yourself in trying to unpick it all. Um, You know, there's it's so difficult often to do that through the lens of being tired and your hormones are, you know, all over the place. So Try and be gentle with yourself in in trying to explore what's going on. And I think, you know, the worksheet that I referenced earlier is a really good starting point because it's got loads of different feelings. And you could, you know, if you feel able, you could just have a look at that. And and you might think, gosh, yes, I really feel like that. that, That applies to me, but that doesn't. And then try and share that with somebody who can perhaps go through it with you in more detail. And last thing I promise is that I just want to say to people that, um, you know, whatever happened, whatever twists and turns your birth took, how you were made to feel, how you felt. It's really important to know that nothing you did was ever your fault and that it's usually about how you are cared for or not cared for wasn't you failing in any way and that however difficult it feels now that you can move forward and and it will feel easier with the right
1: care thank you Rebecca I think that's really comforting advice and a really great place to start that information leaflet that that we will reference below um so thank you so much for that I really appreciate your time today and giving us sort of a rundown of birth trauma and where to get help so thank you very much pleasure to be here
0: Thank you to Sophie and uh, Dr. Rebecca Moore there for their insights into birth trauma and their um, guidance as to where to look for support. If you want to access any of the resources mentioned in the episode, uh, then you can take a look at the links in the show notes. Uh, Otherwise, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.